if I was to be kind of honest, like, um, I didn't know what voiceover was. Mm -hmm. So all I could think about was Optimus Prime. <laughs> you know? I hope you don't mind me asking, but how much do you make per day? With voiceover, it's so simple. It's just, I breathe out, I get paid. Big Tonsukawat. You might not be familiar with his face, but if you've ever gone to a cinema in Thailand or watched the first five seconds of any car commercial on YouTube, then you've definitely heard him. New Ford Ranger FX4 Max. New Honda CBR R. He is one of Thailand's top voice artists and has done voiceover commercials for the world's top brands, including Snickers, Chevrolet, Honda, Coca-Cola, and has even voiced some of Disney Plus's favorite characters. He's the first and only Thai-based voice artist that has been added to the elite roster in one of America's top voiceover agencies. And most recently, he has garnered over 150,000 followers on TikTok with over 1.2 million likes in a span of just one month. The ultimate god voice, Great Tone Sukawat. Okay, great. So how did you get into the voice over industry? Okay, it was by chance um, because I was an intern at an ad agency called Spa Hakuhodo, and that's down the street. I'm there with my friend Taeho, a Korean guy. So we were speaking to each other in English. And, uh, and one day, uh, one of the ad executives, she was like, hey, can you come with me to our other floor? We have the studio and we want you to record something for us. So I said, okay. Um, and it was like a little uh, fake kind of like TVC voiceover for this company called PTT, which is like the energy company, right? And uh, the reason they were using an intern is because they didn't want to hire like an actual voice artist to come in to do that, right? Saving cost. And uh, it turned out like months later after I, you know, after I wasn't an intern no more, they called me back and they were like, hey, um, that client, PTT, actually decided to work with our agency and they said they wanted the same voice artist that did their, you know, did the pitch TVC. So I was like, okay. So I, I go in and um, to like an actual recording studio this time and, you know, they played me the ad and they said, okay, step inside here and say, uh, say, the, uh, say this line. And the line was three, two, one, welcome to the world of speed and power. Just that. Right. And then I was like, okay. So I go out and uh, they hand me this little envelope and it was like 20,000 baht inside for like, like a minute or two minutes of work. Right. At the time as a, you know, broke college kid, 20,000 baht for a minute of work was a pretty good deal. So I was like, you know what, this is uh, what I'm going to do for life. <laughs> right. And yeah, that's how I started. But that was the first job ever, right? Like yeah. when you recorded, like, did you have somebody in the back of your head that you wanted to mimic? Like, how did you know how to read in a way that would be pleasant to the ears? If I was to be kind of honest, like, um, I didn't know what voiceover was. Mm -hmm. So all I could think about was Optimus Prime, you <laughs> <Nice>. know? <laughs> that's, uh... Yeah, you do have an Optimus Prime kind of voice, Dark Vader, anything yeah. that's like low bass. You know, a lot of it is more like voice acting and understanding the role and whatnot. But like in the beginning, I didn't know what was what. So, you know, that's what came out. It's one of my first kind of jobs, right? It's been 10 years, 10, 11 years since then. This is, I got to say, a, uh, a career path that's hard to kind of advance in in the beginning because I was lucky. My first ad was for PTT Lubricants, right? Mm -hmm. The engine oil company of Thailand, basically. And... Um, although it was 
an ad played on national TV. So like just bam, first job, like national TV, right? Um, it didn't mean like the whole country would know who I am because only the client and the agency knew who I was, right? So if you were another company, you heard that ad and you, you wanted that dude's voice, you had no idea who that dude was, right? And if you contact the studios, you know, and be like, hey, we want the guy on that PTT ad, they won't know who I am because I've only worked with one studio. Right now, if you do that, if you just like find my ad on TV and just send it to any studio and be like, who's, who's this? They'll, they'll know who I am. But at the time, they won't, right? So how, how I advanced in the career was um, I just went with PTT on multiple recordings for multiple ads and then I'd get to know this new studio and they would have that one sample of mine and then another studio and then another studio and then like the, you know, the lady that knew me from this studio would quit and then they won't know me no more. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so it, it, it took time. And a lot of people, I kind of feel like, you know, I'm, I'm 31, almost 32 now, but a lot of people that make it in this industry have to be at least 30, 35, and a lot of times 40, you know, before people know who you are, because you don't have that, you know, screen time. People don't see your pretty face. So, right. you know. Has there ever been a time where you want to be in front of the camera? Because you're doing a lot of voice work behind yeah. the camera. You know, when, when you're young and stuff, and you see a lot of people on TV and, and whatnot, you might feel like, hey, maybe that's something cool. Maybe I want to be on camera one day, like right now, right? And uh, yeah, it has crossed my mind. But then if you really think about it, and if you've been in the industry long enough, and at this point, you know, I've done like live news broadcasting at NBT World or wherever, right, on camera, you know that it's, uh, it's a lot more chill, you know, just, just behind the mic. Right. <laughs> right, because like uh, you have to get like today, we're on camera and people don't think about this right people are always like hey do you want to be on why don't you go on camera why don't you uh, do MC work and stuff and I'm like if you really think about it uh, voiceover work is like the best uh, best job there is almost because to come here today we had to travel right and mm -hmm. I had to travel far to get here um, yes. just joking I, I live across <laughs> the street <laughs> yeah but one you gotta travel you gotta worry about what you need to wear worry about your makeup even for guys right on mm -hmm. TV and, uh, and then worry about the script and when things are live, you know, things keep shifting. There's, there's a bunch of mess, right? But in, in the world of voiceover, it's pretty simple. It's like, hey, send me the script once you're 100% complete with it and you, there's not, not gonna be any more changes and send me the money also. <laughs> mm. And I'm gonna record it and it's gonna take two minutes and then I'm gonna move on to the next job and, and that's it. So, I mean, I prefer to, to do voiceovers and do that all day because, um, you know, if you think about this session, might run um, for a couple hours, right? Or if it was a TV session or, or whatever. But in if I was just doing voiceover work, I'd be able to do like three or four jobs within this session. Mm -hmm. So actually, I lost money being here. Oh, but, <laughs> well, thank you. We're very yeah. honored that you're yeah. here with us. But I'm happy to be here. It's been a while since I've been on the mic with uh, Natty. Yeah. Because we used to, uh, you want to... Radio Thailand yeah. together a little yeah, bit, yeah. loving it together at yeah, Radio yeah. Thailand. Do you mind telling us the process of how voiceover works? So okay. I know that you do it in Thai and English. Has mm -hmm. there ever been a time where the client sent you like a poorly translated script and you yeah. had to rewrite it or how, how's the process? Okay, cool. That was two questions. So I started voiceover work in English because like I, like I told you guys, right, um, I was speaking to my friend in English at the ad agency. So that's what they wanted me for. Um, on that day and because I studied at an international school right um, I'm more used to speaking in English and stuff but I'm not good at any languages by the way like I took French Japanese Thai mm -hmm. I'm bad at all everything um, and my grammar sucks but uh, <laughs> I you know I felt more confident in English at first and 
I didn't feel confident at all with my Thai. Right? I read Thai very slowly and stuff. Um, so it was English, English, English for the first, like, let's say six, seven years of voiceover work. And it was fine because, you know, there's not a lot of, um, English speaking, like voice artists here in Thailand. Right. So for, for a time, for a while, like, you know, I was making the dough because like not a lot of competition, but as time went on, you know, a lot of clients were like, Hey, would you, you know, voice this in Thai for us? Cause a lot of clients want like the same guy for two different you know, voiceovers, one in Thai, one in English or whatnot. And so right now we're just speaking about like, you know, the voiceover industry in Thai, mm -hmm. in Thailand first. Um, and then one day I uh, did like a voiceover for a real estate company. And I was like, hey, are you guys sure you want it in Thai? I mean, I had no choice because, you know, when, when a studio calls me, uh, and this kind of touches on your question of the process, right? Mm -hmm. Is um, it work, it starts when a studio who has your samples, um, they kind of act like an agency and they call you and they're like, Hey, are you free on this particular day? If you are free, then they'll pitch your samples to your, uh, to their client. And if you get chosen, then, you know, they'll call you back and be like, come, come to the studio at this time. And we're going to do whatnot. Well, sometimes I don't even know what company I'm working with that day. I don't see the script until I walk into the room. Right. Which is fine because like, you know, that's, that's the beauty of voiceover work. We don't have to prep for it. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, if you're an actor, you go on, you know, you need to know your lines, whatnot. Mm -hmm. I don't need to know anything. You know, just tell me when it's time. I'm only going to work when it's my time to work and I'm going to get paid for that time. Right. Um, so that one time I went in, it was a real estate company and I saw the script and it was in time. I was like, Hey, did you guys forget to remove the script? the guy before or, or whatnot they're like no 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 you're, you're voicing in Thai today I'm like are you, are you sure and um and so I, I was like you know very nervous you know from time to time you'd hear people be like hey your tie's a little off or or whatnot right and I, I would always feel like hey my, my tie's not 100% so you know I don't feel very comfortable doing this mm -hmm. but what the client said was uh no no, no we wanted someone that sounds like you because we're selling this uh this condominium to people like you like bangkokian people you know that have experience internationally and so they sound like you so our target sounds like you so your mm -hmm. voice is perfect for this so when i hear that then i was like oh okay uh you know i felt confident like whatever i produce is gonna be right for at least this target audience right and then i started doing thai voiceover work and as soon as you know i had that one one job done then you know they pitched it to other clients and then i started getting more Thai work to the point where like now I'm pretty sure like I'm top 10 or top 20 for like, you know, Thai voiceovers, but I'm the only guy I think uh, within that group that actually does English voiceovers. Right. And um, again, jumping back to the process is basically just that you get chosen, you voice it, you sit down, they edit the, your voiceover onto the ad. You know, you, you basically sit or just sleep for two hours oh, gosh. and, uh, or, you know, talk to your other clients. And then, um, and then they might want to fix a word or two and then you're done. You get paid, you go home. You make it sound like it's so easy. Like I mean, this job is... fell into your lap and then you don't have to do any preparation and yeah. you just kind yeah, of go. Yeah, yeah. Like people don't understand you know, how easy it is because mm -hmm. like we're, we're used to thinking about work as something you need to prep for. Yeah. Right. You need to prepare some documents. You got to, you know, dress up. You got to do something. Mm -hmm. But literally like voiceover work, it's just you need to talk to the client one time. Just tell them, hey, when you're ready, pay me and send me a script and then you're good to go. So um, that's that's the beauty of it. You know, your voiceover jobs, I kind of noticed that at the beginning, you had a lot of car commercials. Yeah. Can you tell me what's going on there? Are you afraid of being typecast? Okay, so here is the thing, right? I started off with that PTT lubricants thing, which is kind of related to Car cars and stuff. 
And uh, because that's not how you're supposed to start off mm -hmm. as a voice artist, by the way. Not like, hey, your first thing, and that's going to be on national TV. That's not how you start. Mm -hmm. Really, how you're supposed to start is you're supposed to make multiple demos. Mm. demos as in like fake voiceovers mm -hmm. right but um in different styles so the client can you know hear your range i didn't know people did that so i just had my car ad and then you know the next client would hear the car ad and they'd only want it because they were making some kind of like you know automotive industry kind of ad right mm -hmm. or like what about corporate video you know so i'd read a corporate video for bridgestone or mitsubishi and whatnot so it'll be kind of in in the same thing and once in a while a client might come and be like hey um, and, and this client being like Singha Lemon Soda, they're like, hey, we just want you to do like a fun ad for our, you know, new drink. Because I was the first voice artist for Singha Lemon Soda. Mm. And I was like, are you, sh you sure? Like, not, nothing in my portfolio looks, <laughs> it sounds anything similar to that. So, yeah, um, I was kind of typecast because I don't have a demo mm. reel. And I still don't have a demo reel and I'm probably not going to do one because at this point, like I probably have like a bunch of different styles. But um, if you're starting out in voiceover, you want to get in, do it, you know, do multiple demos and <laughs> stitch them together as a reel. So another thing you have to understand, too, is like in other countries, right, they may like if I did a voiceover for Ford or Toyota or whatnot, they want you to voice for them exclusively for like six months or whatever. So then they'll mm -hmm. sign a contract and pay you for that amount of time they're going to run your ad. Uh, that doesn't exist in Thailand. So it's, everything is like, a, you know, you just get paid once for it and they might use it for 20 years, mm. right? And um, so there is, there, there are no contracts, which means I can work with like, you know, this week I can work with Ford and I can work with uh, Toyota if I want and I can work with, you know, Chevrolet because I'm not getting paid for, you know, the amount of time it's going to be used and I'm not exclusive with them, then I might as well kind of typecast myself to be like the guy for all the truck ads, you know, to the point where it's like, if it's a truck ad and it doesn't have my voice, then it's not really a truck ad. So, <laughs> right. um, yeah, and, uh, and, and I enjoy these car ads because, you know, when I did the oil lubricant kind of stuff and I did like multiple other auto industry related stuff before I actually got to do like a real car TVC, I was always like, man, I wish... You know, I could do one of those car ads. That's, that's my thing. It's the thing I enjoy doing. Like, mm -hmm. if, if you gave me an ad for, uh, say, like, detergent, I'd still do it. Nothing uh -huh. funny about that, you know? No, no. Yeah. Detergent or, like, you know, um, soap or, or whatever. Like, I, I'd do it. But, like, I enjoy the car ads most. So, Why is that? I don't know. Like, just being a guy and, you know, like, these car ads, they're, like, multi-million dollar ads right they mm. filmed that for like years and and it's always made very very well everything's like you know on point mm. whereas like you know you can do a voiceover for some like animation too right um you get paid the same but it always looks you know the car ads and stuff they're always done super super nice so i mean i like to have stuff like that in my portfolio and uh yeah um so i don't mind being typecast all right. As the car guy. Um, right. And a f funny story is a lot of, there were a couple car companies that didn't want to use me because they were all like, you know, like, but you voice for other brands. But mm -hmm. I'm like, but you don't pay for exclusivity, so mm -hmm. you're going to be mine. You know, <laughs> for example, Toyota. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, I waited for years to get Toyota. Mm -hmm. And, um, and uh, you know, they were, they were nice enough when they did hire me, I got to do like the GR Sport, which is like, you know, they're souped up the souped up version of their like chr um of their uh supra and mm -hmm. everything and so i'd have an ad with like a supra on it and that was one of the first ones that kind of like did pretty well on my tiktok um mm. 
and uh, you know you don't get higher than a Supra ad because if you look at it, um, you know the top car company. You know, people would say like Tesla or whatever. Maybe that's like the fastest growing one. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But like, if you look at the value of the car companies, the top one is Toyota, still, right? And the top car for Toyota is the Supra. So mm-hmm. I have that, and I'm like, yep, my portfolio is complete. complete. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I want to move away from your voice over commercial ads a little bit, yeah. and I know you do some dubbing as well for Disney Plus and whatnot. Yeah. So tell me about dubbing. Do you enjoy doing it? Uh, do I enjoy doing it um, from time to time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I get this question a lot. People are like, "Hey, do you like you know dub movies um, or, you know, or, or animations?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And it, 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 to me, like to the to the audience, right, or to the everyday people, it seems like people think like dubbing is like 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 a cool job to do, and it's not an uncool job. It's still fun, but if you compare it to like uh, you know the commercial voiceovers, right? I am the voice of that ad when like the you know when the ford f-150 you know lariat diesel launched that was me we'll come back to that later but that, that was my voice i say it in, you know, the way i want to say it and the speed i want to say it at and um that's me designing the voice right while if i was dubbing a character i don't know i, dub, I dubbed english to english which is kind of weird like like maybe uh they they filmed some slavic dudes that were supposed to be american or something and i had to you know, give them a, a more American voice, oh, right? I but see. I'm tired. It's funny. Interesting. Um, I had to dub these white dudes that some may say are racist <laughs> uh, because this was the American Civil War. Ah, okay, great. Right? Yeah. And it was a movie about uh, about these Thai slave owners in mm. in um, in the states. Um, that you may have heard of them, the Siamese twins. Yes. They were Thai, but like they, they were down south, so they actually owned slaves too. And uh, okay. you know, there's a lot of like, you know, of those folks. And uh, when you dub someone, you have to, you know, say the lines correctly in the right kind of accent, in the right style and tone. But it has to also fit the the mouth movement right. of, of the actor or animation. So you're going to do that for like multiple times before you actually get a line that fits. Right. So um, would I want to voice something like 10 times mm. or do I want to just voice something two or three times, right? Mm. And I'd rather do two or three times in an ad than 10 times in a dub. Now we're going to yes. go to the dark side a little bit. Well, the not really. The dark side. Not really, but... Um, so we're going to Patia City, where I come from. <laughs> Have you ever been rejected for a voiceover job before? Never. I'm just joking. No, no, no. <laughs> um, you, you know, like anything in the entertainment industry, you know, you got to... Um, you got to get rejected too, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you have to cast or audition for, for these jobs. So, um, like I told you earlier, um, in Thailand, how it works is clients will contact the studio. Studios will have your samples if you're, you're one of the top guys. And, you know, clients choose from your samples, which means you don't audition, right? But technically, like, you're kind of fighting for the job with your sample mm. without having to do anything. So um, they might send like you know the top ten and top twenty guys off to a client, and the client will choose like the best one. Now, if you're going to survive in the industry, you have to win at least like maybe thirty to fifty percent of the times, right? So the other thirty, uh, you know, fifty or seventy percent of the time, you, you didn't get the job. Mm-hmm. But it's fine because you didn't work for that audition. Where in the states, it's a little bit different. Jobs are more high paying, right? They come through your agency, but you, you'd be expected to like audition with that particular script, mm. which is a little hard because um, you, sometimes you don't see the video, you don't hear the music, right? You just see the script and you have to interpret 
that and kind of like look for clues within the script, the description mm -hmm. of like what kind of voice should I use for this character? Because mm -hmm. you might have the voice, but you might be using the wrong one for the audition, right? Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, that's how it works there. So I have friends that like, you know, audition like a hundred times a month and they may get one or two or three jobs, but that's like as much as I would make here getting in like working on like a hundred jobs. You never know. But there, you know, there's pros and cons. Because if I auditioned all month long and like 97 times I got rejected, I'd probably be depressed. Right. right. Where in, in Thailand, you don't uh, get as much auditioning mm -hmm. jobs, but like, you know, it's just it's automatic and you just either get it or you don't whatever but then every time you go do your work every time you're in front of a microphone you make money so you know it feels better than getting rejected 97 percent of the time but i mean i work both systems so you know that makes it up what will you do when the next grit comes along because yeah. obviously one day there's going to be a younger version of grit coming then i'd probably be doing like old characters old characters yeah. okay but like the thing is i think my voice sounds a little bit old mm -hmm. anyways a lot of people are like I thought you were 40 or 50. So then hopefully I could, you know, don't, I, don't, I won't have to transition so hard when I'm 40 <laughs> or 50 or right. 60, right? I'm actually, I got to do an audition tonight for um, some clients in LA for like a role where I'm like 60. No, what? I, I already auditioned and I was just like, and I sent him the, the email. I was like, I'm not really known for sounding super old, <laughs> but I will try. So I, I tried it. But they were like, yeah, we want you to sound, you know, we, we'd want you to do it with a Thai accent now. Oh no! Like, is that... So in okay. English, but with a Thai accent, oh, and I'm terrible at that. You know, dear. I'm, yeah. So I mean, I'm terrible at accents. I don't do accents, right? Do you find I that just... racist though? You know, like there's many actors and actresses who mm -hmm. kind of go audition for the role, and obviously they're Asian, yeah. and they're like, okay, we want you to do this line, and then they do it with their normal accent, which is yeah, American, yeah. and yeah. then they're like, okay, great, but can you add like your twang, like your Vietnamese twang, but yeah. for a voiceover talent, do you find I mean, that a bit racist? I don't know. Like it's it's hard to to call this job like racist because they actually search for me on this thing called like PMG, but it's kind of like uh, a list of people of color. Mm. I think that's what okay. the uh, the Americans call people that are non-white. Okay, right? people of color. Yes, and uh, and so sometimes when there's a job that you know where the character is you know maybe Asian or you know, black or whatnot, they'll try to, if they, you know, they'll try to actually find voice artists from this list. So they get, you know, so it's not like a, a Caucasian person voicing for an Asian character. So, you they, you know, they're, they're trying to keep it diverse, you right. know, but I understand like uh, the character, this particular character, um, he's much older and he's supposed to be like a, a older Thai guy living in Thailand. So it makes sense that he has a more, you know, Thai English accent. Mm. I don't think like he's supposed to be speaking in English anyways, but like it's a, you know, kind of translated into English kind of deal, you know. So, um, yeah, I don't really find it racist. And, like, that movie, The Cave, which is, uh, like, maybe the third The Cave movie, mm -hmm. but the one, like, Hollywood's making, right? You know, they actually reached out, too, and they are like, hey, we want you to, you know, try out for some, some of the lines. You know, we could get, like, a, like an American, a Caucasian-American guy to, to dub it, right? But we'd rather have someone from Thailand to, oh, that's to dub nice. it, you know, to, to keep it authentic, right? Oh. So, yeah, but... My problem is I don't do like a Thai English kind of accent very well. I don't do any okay. accents and stuff. That's right. not my my thing. And how do you take care of your voice? Because you are a voice artist. Okay, so that's the question that I get a lot. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, where does this question come from? You know, because 
I don't take care of my voice. <laughs> you don't? Yeah. Because it's like, if you're a hand model, you know, the girl would like really lotion it up. They would even yeah. insure the hand itself. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't have like an insurance for your box or anything. I like don't your know. Voice cords. I don't know. If someone sells like voiceover insurance, like do hit me up. Do you think I could be a voiceover artist? I mean, aren't you one? Not uh, kind of. That was yeah. A I've heard your stuff question. in uh, on the on Radio Thailand. Oh. Right. But yeah, like like Natty has a very nice voice. By of the course, way. I do. <laughs> when she's not playing around. <laughs> but um, I mean, like you re- you read the news or you read the news back in the day and stuff, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't I didn't feel like that was the right kind of type of job for your voice mm. but when you do read like ads and stuff i like that more and you would do like some some of the prop uh some of the government propaganda like the serious <laughs> Are we allowed stuff like to say any of this okay well, go that's, on. that's true you know okay. we we're doing government propaganda yeah right? <laughs> i do i do anything that comes my way but right. um like yeah i love your voice when it's like you know fun or like you know soothing mm-hmm. but like when it's serious like maybe Maybe that doesn't fit. Yeah. Right? And that's fine. Like, it doesn't make you a lesser voice artist or whatever. I feel like there's no, you know, it's hard to say, oh, this voice artist is better than that voice artist or this voice is better than that. It just depends on if it fits the job mm-hmm. or not. That's it. Right. So yeah. everybody kind of has their own niche, I guess. Yeah. Because it's the quality of your sound as yeah, well. Like, yeah. you can't really change how it sounds. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I mean, I was, I did like a, a thing for Snickers and I was like, maybe like a cab driver or something they they got me to do that and they're like no no we don't want you to sound like a voice artist we want you to sound like a cab driver and i'm like <laughs> i don't know man i just, i sound like this <laughs> so right yeah so i mean every, everyone you know anyone can get into voiceovers but you just need to find that one kind of role at least to start off where people know you for that role so at least you get some work voice over work is just like acting right and movies just reflect life so in life there are a there are like a thousand type of people so one of those would fit your voice you know i feel but like i'm lucky because i i do like the announcer kind of narrator voice which you know it could be any ad but at at the end there there would be this one line that's like ford ranger live the ranger life and that's what i do right so yeah so yeah i get a lot of jobs because of that Mm. Mm. i hope you don't mind me asking but how much do you make per day it's never the same. It depends on the scope of the job, right? Mm-hmm. If I make it seem like I don't get paid a lot, I can simply say, oh, if I did a 15-second ad, I might just get paid eight, 9,000 baht for it in Thailand, which is kind of low. I mean, a 15-second ad or any kind of ad should be around 15K, mm. right? And people would be like, well, that's so low. These big companies paying low. And it is kind of low, but that's, that's the standard. I can't do nothing about it. But again, I'm going to take like, I'm going to really work just, you know, two minutes mm-hmm. <laughs> for that amount of money. But uh, what people don't see, if I don't tell them like the whole scope, is that when I go in, sometimes, let's say I do a campaign for Ford, I might just go in and say one tagline, like the Ford Ranger Raptor, and they use it in like 10 ads, so I'd get paid 10 times. Nice. And then they send it off to 10 countries, so I get paid 100 times. Nice. Right? Um, So it's hard to say how much you'd make, but very easily you'd make like, uh, you know, 20, 30,000 baht a day. At, at, at my level where like people know me already for voiceovers or um, sometimes if you have a couple big jobs per day like if I did a campaign for Ford like that it would still take me a couple hours right so that's like a that's like a booking in the morning I could do another uh, in the afternoon for something else I could do another set in the evening and when I get back home and I have my home studio and I, that's where I work with my uh, clients from overseas and I have like clients from 68 countries or maybe 69 now but I'm not so sure mm. um 
then you can make some more, right? So you're looking at maybe like 100K plus a day would be would be kind of easy if you got landed the right job. But, wow. you know, like for me, um, I think it doesn't matter how much you make. Like the hard part is actually building your clientele, getting people to know who you are and what you sound like so that they'll call you when they need, you know, a voiceover. Because, you know, lots of clients need voiceovers, but they don't need it every day. Mm-hmm. Right? Because ads launch every like few months. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the trick. Just just have a lot of clients and, and you'll get paid. It doesn't matter. Right? I'm, I'm not saying like go do like a 500 baht job. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> right. Um, do you think people who do that kind of kill the industry rate a little bit? Yeah, because I mean, people know, oh, I can just use this person for 500. Yeah, well, like, I try not to hate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it does kill the industry a little bit, but I, I'm a big believer in you get what you pay for, mm. right? If I hired, if you were like, hey, I'm going to do it for 500 baht right now. So someone came to us right now and you're going to be like, I'm going to do 500 baht and I want you to use Critone, <laughs> right? Um, most likely you're going to have to record out of your phone. Yes. Because if you do 500 baht voiceovers, you don't have enough money to to buy equipment, mm-hmm. right? Now, if the client is happy with that, then that's cool, right? But if the client is like, hey, we want better quality and whatnot and starts demanding the, the person doing it for 500 baht, like, you know, condenser microphone quality, then that that's not cool. Mm-hmm. So I'm not hating on the person taking the job. Maybe they're, you know, they're in a difficult financial situation. Maybe their voice ain't very good. Maybe they're not trained. It's fine. But mm-hmm. the client has to be happy with, with that quality, mm-hmm. right? right. Um, and they're... And there are two cases that I'd like to highlight. One one case, like this this uh, older gentleman, I think from Kansas, was like, hey, I'd like you to, I'm starting a new business. And he's like 79, you know, and he's like, and I'd really like you to voice this thing for me for my plywood business. And I'm like, okay, uh, I'll do that for you. And he's like, I only have 100 bucks, which is 3,000 mm, bucks, which is like very, yeah. way low. But I'm like, he's starting off his business. It's not like... I do a car ad and I know they're going to, you know, profit just from selling one car, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, this guy, he's risking his hundred bucks to start a business at 78. So I'm like, I'm, I'm going to do that for you, sir. You know, it's fine. And then, and he's like, oh, but like, I need it in, in the video. And usually I tell clients, like, I'm not a video editor. I'm a voice artist. And the file I deliver is, you know, is, is a, you know, WAV file or MP3 file. But, you know, again, he's 79. And, uh, <laughs> And he started his business. So I'm like, okay, I will find a way to put my voice on a video for you, sir. You know, like if you need, you know. So it depends on the client, depends on what they need and their level of professionalism. You got to help people out too. And in another case, right, of you getting what you pay for, clients that are at a high level, they, they don't care about the cost anymore. They just need the right voice for their product. You know how like brands, they have their corporate identity, they have their colors, whatnot, you know, and they, they keep everything the same, especially like Mazda. These days their cars are all like red or white or silver mm-hmm. and everything looks so congruent. It's super nice. But when it comes to the voice, they like to change the voice around mm-hmm. all the time, all the time, you know, and, um, you know, every once in a while, there'll probably be, be an ad exec that wants to like switch things up and then switch the voices. And I've had a case where they hired someone for this car brand that I work for you probably it's not hard to guess but i just won't say their name you uh-huh. know and uh this guy came in and took all my ads took like eight ads that i wanted to do and i was just right. like depressed mm. you know um and the client you know the client went with with that dude he was uh he was a foreign guy you know and it was in an english ad I'm, okay 
a little depressed. I was like, God's a voiceover. <laughs> I'm depressed here. Like, I want that ad. You know what I mean? And on the day that the guy recorded at 2 a.m., like the studio called me. They're like, hey, Crit, remember that job you didn't get? Like, you free tomorrow? We need, we need to record We need to record you. So the guy um, didn't do a very good job. Or he did, like, in his own way. But it didn't fit, you know, it didn't fit the ads. So I got paid. Again, nice. he got paid. Oh, he got paid. Which is cool, yeah. Yeah. He got paid, and I got you paid. You also got right? paid. Like, when, when it's a high-level company like that, the cost doesn't matter, right? It's just all about getting the right job, uh, right, right guy for the job. Mm -hmm. And, uh, which is, uh, which brings me to another point, which is, like, yeah, we talked about the Thai voiceover jobs that I do. We talked about, you know, some of the overseas jobs that I do. But, like, um coming to that question where you were like where, where to go f from here like, I don't really have a direction but one of the things that I like to do I feel like I'm collecting little trophies or whatnot is I like to do the jobs that that like no tie has ever been hired for so if we pull up my ad bloop, um, for like the Ford F-150 Lariat diesel we don't have Ford F-150s here in Thailand we have Ford Rangers right so uh, and like of course there's going to be a Thai guy voicing a Thai ad for the Ford Ranger. If that's not me, it's someone else. It's one out of 68 million Thais is going to voice a Thai, you know, Ford Ranger ad for sure. No, no matter what, it just depends on who, but there's probably never been a Thai guy that voiced for a Ford F-150 because that's not a car that's in our market. It's, mm. it's a car somewhere else, right? Mm -hmm. Ford can hire anyone in the world, like any American, any South African, any Australian, anyone that speaks English to, to do a Ford F-150 ad, but they, Came all the way to hire this one Thai dude sitting here in Bangkok with a Thai name and a Thai face or Wait, Chinese how do you face. market yourself, though, to those people? Well, I mean, um, you just have your samples online. Okay. Right? Or, like, in particular, the Ford F-150, like, you know, Ford's ad agencies, they already know that Ford in this area of the world works with me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when that, that ad came, they kind of just suggested my voice or whatnot, you know? So how can people find you? What's your Well, my, my website is simply crittone.com, right. right? Or if you want to, you know, check me out on social media, um, there's TikTok. It's also crittone. And uh, on Instagram, is also crittone, right? So um, some people asked me, like, why are you called crittone? Do you know why I'm called crittone? Yes, because your name is crit and tone is your nickname. <laughs> that is correct. That, okay. is, that, that, that is correct. But a lot of people... Uh, and, and Tone is my nickname. Like, mm -hmm. ties have, you know, the nickname and then the real name and then the last name. Um, but at school, it was it would be written Crit and then, like, parentheses, Tone, yeah. Sukhawat. And uh, so that's what I kind of named my Instagram, like, just Crit, Tone, right? Because just Crit was, was taken. But a lot of people would think it's, like, my voiceover name. Right? <laughs> right. I, had, I had some, like, people that worked with me for years. like, mm -hmm. And they were like, wait, that's your actual name, Tone? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. like People from high school, like my, my actual friends would call me Tone. But mm -hmm. people from work, uh, from my radio days of, you know, news anchoring and stuff, they'd, they'd call me Crit because that's how you, you know, introduce yourself on the news. You use your real, real name. name, right? Right. Okay, any last tips for anybody who wants to start, like, this voiceover career? Okay, so if you want to start your voiceover career and, and you're not, you have no idea how to get in, like, mm -hmm. number one, just... Well, people would say, go take a voiceover class or whatnot. And that's important, too. But for me, I like to just get get my hands dirty, right? So um, I would say find, like, 10 or 20 ads that you feel like you could do or you, you might want to try doing. And then just, like, you know, just kind of 
copying the script, writing it down, practicing, you know, trying to voice like the guy that voiced it, right? Mm. And, you know, you write it down and a script is just a script, but when you hear the voice, like, you know, you hear like where they stress it, where they pause, you know, then you take that script and, you know, just change up the, the brand name or whatever, make up some fake brands, right? Mm. And, uh, and then like kind of note what kind of music they used in that particular ad and find, you know, like a no copyright track on YouTube or whatever. Then you just uh, book a studio for yourself and you just tell them like, hey, I want to make some demos. When you go in the studio, record six or seven of them, then you ask the, um, the sound engineer like, hey, can you export it where it's just my voice? So like with no effects, no nothing, but you know, cut out the breath and the mistakes and whatnot. So you have the dry voice files. And then ask them to like, you know, mix it in with the tracks you chose for it and like, you know, put effects as in put like, you know, all the EQ, DSing and then like export it as if it was like a real ad. Mm. So now you have samples. Then what do you do with the samples? You hit up studios or agencies that, you know, represent voice artists and be like, hey, this is me. I'd like you to rep me. And then they'll totally ignore you. And, <laughs> Great uh, advice. It doesn't matter because uh-huh. one day when they, they need a particular voice and they can't find anyone like the, the guy they wanted you know, is taking a vacation or, or whatever, mm. they might call you up. And then, you know, when that day comes, then, then you go in. But um, on the other hand, you can go online and there's a bunch of like, you know, freelance websites and voiceover only websites. Mm. And you go into those sites and you upload all your samples and you fill everything out. If it's like you can fill in a thousand characters, you're filling in a thousand characters. Why? Because you want the keywords up on the site. But basically, if you want to be out there, you have to fight by putting your stuff out mm. there yeah right no way around that you can mm-hmm. take as many classes as you want yeah you know and you'd be like so skillful and be able to analyze the script so well but you may not get any jobs yeah right so i'd get demos first and then consider taking some classes when, when you're done with all that that i told you to do and then um, you may make new demos every year, every few months and stuff as you progress and you learn the skills. But right. at least have something to give to people. Right. right? So don't wait for perfection. Just kind of go out. Exactly. Get your hands dirty and just do it. Yeah. Right? And it, it's going to be trash. Like the first demo is like, if I go back to <laughs> yeah. listen to it's like some of my first voiceovers is, is trash. Oh, no. You know, but like you kind of improve. And right. for me, I never took any classes. And I don't say that like I'm proud of that. It's just I never took any classes you know but I would learn on the spot like sometimes you're working with a client and they have the guy that directed their commercial and like he's like super artsy and he knows what he wants and then you know and you're voicing it a particular way he's like no no I need more I need more oomph on the word love you know and I'm like Mm -hmm. oh okay okay and then you learn and you start to get a feel for what clients want Mm -hmm. right on the spot and then, uh, yeah, you get better as you go. I hope. I think I got better. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think you did. Well, thank you so much for the tips. But before you go, I hope you don't mind. But, Jay, this is for you. So one of our other producers who is not here currently, he loves your voice so much. Okay. He's a fan he's of gonna, you on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. Should I give him my account number right now? Or yeah, that? you could. But <laughs> he wants you to say this line. But in your great tone. This is like some Batman stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, okay, you know uh, Jay is the guy we met downstairs. Yes. Jay is a hero. Not the hero we deserved, but the hero we needed. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Thank you very much, Grit, for joining me in this second episode of Tiger Podcast. No problem at all. And guys, if you want to check out Kun Grit, you can check out his portfolio at Grit Tone. 
dot com. I think yep. that is Critone. your website. Dot com or Critone on Instagram and on TikTok. K R I T T O N E. Yep. Laters.